0: Do, and we've done one and a half of them what was the half part one of our season finale that was supposed to be no, two parts we just and y'all didn't do
1: two parts what happened no the holidays oh, okay. we just never got around to it and then the next i was ago, actually it... i was actually really sad i couldn't do tokyo drift Cause I really like that movie. And it was just Antonio fighting off a bandit of like a band of thieves, like all these people coming at him. And I'm like, no, he has a point. Shut <laughs> up. Like, as I'm walking through my neighborhood Tuesday and we can't morning. go back and do it. We can't go back and do it. I was like, God damn
0: it. Before Brian had joined the podcast every Tuesday morning, mm. they would, we'd upload around 5. AM is when the upload time I set by 645, seven, <laughs> I've got 15 text messages. Y'all need to leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> That movie is good. It is, and he's
1: right. It it r- like it revived saved the, series. the franchise. It Y'all
0: understand?
1: I like I didn't either. I was like, and then he'd be like,
0: okay, "Okay, okay, you've come around. You came around at the end because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did. I Antonio yeah. convinced me. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. And I'm, you know, I don't really have a transition, but um, <laughs> I've kind of come around on this movie too that we're, we're you? doing today. <laughs> so go. first off, let's just let's just get into it. I'm hopped up on three energy drinks today. It has been a weekend for me. I hope y'all had a great weekend. We're we're doing this a little bit different. Where we normally record on a Friday night because we have nothing better to do sometimes and talk about movies, but we're doing this on a Sunday and we're trying to put this out on a Tuesday. So, how's y'all's weekend been? Good.
2: The sun's lost yesterday, so
0: that's uh, yeah. I, I I tried to console you as best I could
1: last night. Dad, what would you do this weekend? Anything fun? Yeah, I drove nine hours back from Gulf Shores on Saturday. What you got going on this week? <laughs> uh, yeah, we're driving back. Yeah, I, we passed like Charles. be like, see you, in, see you in 48 hours there. <laughs> Keep it warm for us. Gotta hope it doesn't rain. Um, I know. Dude, you know what else sucks, though? What? The buffet's closed. What? They closed it like a week ago. Why? I don't know. No. Yeah. Spider. Yeah. Thanks, Biden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you can't tell, we have the... I'm going to call us the triumvirate now. Mm. We are the triumvirate. Yeah, you want to tell us what that word means? No. Okay. It's, no, it's a Greek term. It's. I think that's the way their government worked. It's a three-headed system. That's the way we're doing it. It's uh, Brian, Antonio, and myself. And tonight, we're doing a movie that I think is safe to say, very similar to last week's movie, a big part of our childhood. And you're probably thinking, Ryan, y'all have already done Space Jam. What... Other movie could you possibly be speaking of? But you've already clicked on the episode, so obviously you know. But in case you don't know, we are doing Angels in the Outfield. But why? It's not 1996. Y'all doing. Shut up. We're doing <laughs> sports movies from our childhood. This
1: is a new podcast. It's no longer fun. No. <laughs> it's it's the med table. <laughs> Uh, but we were
0: planning on doing an, a, a different movie that was supposed to be coming out this week, but we, the last minute, pivoted, and it was, hey, what movie can we all talk about that we really, if we don't have time to see, but we can just reminisce about and talk about? And Antonio, coming in clutch, as usual, gave us a couple options. I do want to talk about one option, because I was a little sad we're not doing it. Uh, so the three options that I can remember off the top of my head were Rocky Four, which yeah. is, I was like, oh, I'm all about that one. Karate Kid. In the Angels yes. in the Outfield, and I thought the other one was Endgame. Oh, an Endgame that's too yeah. soon, too soon, uh, yeah, yeah. But I could talk I, about that
2: one too. I, I figured Endgame would go too long. Uh, I really was hoping you wouldn't pick Rocky Four because I really want to do that one justice,
1: exactly. And that's what I thought about Karate Kid. Yeah. I didn't want to do Karate Kid either because I would want to do a full watch in depth, right? Oh, uh,
2: I, <laughs> like, I would just talk about Cobra Kai.
1: <laughs> no, I know, but like, I mean, there's so many good moments in that movie, there
0: are, yeah. I, and I was hesitant to do Angels in the Outfield because I thought I wanted to do it justice. And then I kind of, <laughs> I read the synopsis and in my head, the entire movie played. And I watched the trailer on IMDb and I was like, oh, I got this. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of subtle, subtlety. <laughs> God, this movie's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it's safe to say that we all pretty much love this movie. And the movie premiered in the United States on July 15th, 1994. Here's the shocking part. It only brought in $50 million at the box office on a $24 million budget. But then VHS buys and those VHS rentals, let me tell you, every school in America owned a copy of Angels in the Outfield. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this in school. How do you, how do you
1: shirk separation of church and state? Watch, Have kids watch Angels in the Outfield in school. What parent's going to protest that? It was a different time. Yep. Hey uh Antonio, what you
0: wearing over there?
2: Uh an angel shirt.
0: Oh. Do the is. do 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 the angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Do you want to know what's different that, that Antonio is wearing tonight that's different from any other night we record? Nothing.
2: No headband.
0: <laughs> he wanted to keep it classy for this one, but it's always angels gear. I just thought, for some reason, I couldn't see the the angel part, so I was like, is he really not wearing anything (laughs) angels-related while we do this movie? I was wearing a hat
2: earlier, but I just took it off. So
0: So I do have a question. Sure. I've asked this question before. I asked it a week ago. Is this the movie that reminds us the most about our childhood? (laughs) Because after watching the trailer, I was like, I don't know if I watched this movie more or Space Jam more now that I think about it. And I thought, damn, maybe this is the movie that reminds me of my childhood the absolute most. Because I played baseball as a kid, not basketball. So I think there was that. That, that helped.
2: Can you cut my answer from last week and paste it onto this week? <laughs> <laughs> not the most. It's up there. It's no what? Power Rangers.
1: Ooh, the one with Ooze? Was it Ooze guy? Ivan Ooze. Ivan News.
2: Ivan News, yeah. And oh, that was good. Van Halen at the end, the fireworks.
0: I, I forgot <sighs> about. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot about your answer about Power Rangers. God damn it. Why didn't we do that one? I could talk about that one right now. Are we audibling?
2: I can't talk about that one. Was, cool. it, was I, that
1: I, movie the introduction of the three new Power Rangers? Was it? Or was I thought Turbo, it was. That
2: was Turbo, maybe. No, no,
1: like, no, they replaced the red, the. Gr- the Red, Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger—they got yeah. switched out in the middle of the original run, and I think that was their introduction into that into the franchise.
0: I think there was a—I think there was like a half season, and then they filmed the movie, and that,
1: and then I knew I know that that was the the change of the new Zords. That's right. They became like animals. The frog, yeah, the frog. Right. Well, they were yeah, they're not prehistoric animals like normal, like normal
0: animals. Yeah. Boo, boo, boo. Dow. Yeah. You weren't on Space Jam
1: last week. I wasn't. I was driving again. <laughs> it was it was the tripod and not the triumvirate. Ooh. But, um, yeah, y'all can be the tripod. I don't want to be a part of that. Is this the movie that reminds you most about your childhood? It's definitely up there. Like my sister, who was I don't even know like five at the time, maybe. She used to always do the whip bass, huh? <laughs> huh, 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 for no reason, <laughs> she would just walk around the house, and before she did something, she would just go. Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> like, you're just like... And I loved baseball too as a kid. I played. I mean, I played all sports, but like this and Sandlot are two like big. And you asked. I remember you asked me before Space Jam, like, is that a super influential? And it wasn't. And I I came up with an answer And why. The movies that influenced you as a kid were the ones that you had in the house, right. I didn't own Space Jam. So Mm. there was no way for that. But like this was on repeat, and like Sandlot was in repeat at my house, and then all the like Disney plasticky covered movies. Sandlot was an important movie to me,
0: but it wasn't like the end all be all movie. The one that actually sticks out the most to me was Little Big League from a baseball Mm. kid perspective. Mm. But this is the one that I think was a little bit more elevated because of like the, the, the content of the story. Like, yeah. take not necessarily like the religious part, but the whole premise of the movie is because a, a kid is told by his dad, like, when will we be a, like, when will we be a family again? When the angels win the pennant. Yeah. And that's that's something that you could possibly say in conversation. Hey, it's never going to happen. Well, when it will yeah. happen? When well, the angels win the pennant. And then all of a sudden you pray for it and it happens and it's like, <gasps> you know. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I just, I just think that, that that's a much better story. It's more grounded. Right. I mean, a, as, as, as weird as it is to say a movie about angels is more grounded. I mean, these are kids with real problems and now you're an right. adult and you're like, wow. Yeah. I recently watched instant family mm-hmm. um, with Mark Wahlberg and um, Rose Byrne. And like, they're like any kid at that age never gets adopted. And they usually end up in the system like forever, like the criminal system forever. Right. And you're like, wow jp and like, i know no you know I mean? I know when you think of the most is jp like i know yeah. i do yeah and you're like thank god miguel got adopted like <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about miguel god no oh, come on
0: miguel had you like fa- the
1: best last week <laughs>
0: <laughs> miguel had more facial hair than i did at 18 <laughs> no
1: doubt he has more facial hair right now <laughs> i haven't shaved in a week <laughs>
0: hey, antonio why do you love this movie
2: because i like baseball
0: this has to be like you're like just wet dream of a movie it's baseball and it's the angels
2: yeah i think this is the the movie that made me really angels fan yeah
1: oh that i mean i could see that because you're from the area right yeah no i
2: saw like the big a and i was like huh i feel like we drive that by that because there was like (laughs) i mean in california we call them swap meets. you call them flea markets here yeah Mm. um i mean we there was one there and it's like huh and then whenever i watched the movie it's like oh that's there i saw this when i was like eight Nine years yeah. ago, I went to my first game when I was nine, so...
1: sure, sure and there was a direct
2: correlation there.
1: Yeah, and that's Six. a time frame where you're really forming your, like, allegiances to teams and stuff. Yeah. So, for you, it was either the Dodgers or the Angels, and this movie just put it over the top. Yeah. Uh, Dow, why do you love this movie? It's a childhood thing. It's a, like... Me and my sister like watched movies together, but we would either watch her movies or we would watch my movies. Mm -hmm. This was a movie that was like our movie. Like, obviously, it's like kind of a boys movie. I mean, it's mostly guys in it. and It's about baseball. So obviously I loved it. But she found things in it, too, that she also loved. So instead of a movie where like and maybe that's why we played it so often, because instead of like arguing, like, are we going to watch The Little Mermaid or are you going to watch Ninja Turtles one? Like this was a movie that like both of us could watch and enjoy together without fighting, and I'm sure my mom like that was one of the first movies. She's like, "Why don't you just watch that one movie that you both like?" You know what I mean? Because we were Asian, we only had one TV. So <laughs> the reason why I love this movie
2: is
0: on road trips, this was the go to movie. And the reason I say that is this is going to sound like we're spoiled rich people, but we weren't. We bought a '94 Dodge Ram van, right? And it was one of those old vans that comes with a little small TV and a VCR. It was like a nine inch barely color TV with a VCR in it. Okay. And you know what movie got stuck (laughs) in that shitty little VCR? It got stuck? That was the only movie you could watch (laughs) because it got stuck. It
1: wouldn't come out. So anytime we drove anywhere, it would automatically come on. And, and by we had to you had to wait for that bad boy to rewind
0: in the VCR. Yes, <laughs> all it could do was rewind. It couldn't fast forward. You push play, and it would like jumble and make a noise. That's hilarious. That's why, like hilarious. this, I love this movie because I only watched it so many times as a kid. I, I can't even tell you how many times it's been on. I've, I I might have watched this more than Suicide Squad.
1: <laughs> every movie from the rest of the eternity of this podcast is comparing it to suicide squad um, how many times has ryan watched this movie
0: this is the other thing that's going to sound kind of bad one of the reasons why i probably was okay with watching this movie wasn't because of the two little boys it was because danny glover was in it and i was like oh it's murta from lethal weapon and i'd be like oh my god it's tony danza from who's the boss because i would watched both of those. How? Who is letting their eight-year-old watch Lethal Weapon? My dad. (laughs) Danny Glover was my dude. And he could do no wrong because he was Roger Murtaugh. And Murtaugh's a baseball coach.
1: Let's go. Tony. Let me ask you this. Okay. Would your dad fast-forward past inappropriate parts or let you watch the whole thing?
0: It was more like, hey, can you go grab this from the kitchen? (laughs) Understood. (laughs) Or did your mom call you? Go check.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Especially during
0: *Lethal Weapon* 2. but uh, yeah, there's some there's some movies in there where where good old Dad and I had like an understanding of don't yeah. Don't know, tell I'll mom. Just, I'm I'm gonna close my eyes here. I think I'm supposed to. That's what I'm supposed to do. So we'll get into some of the casting. As a matter of fact, let's get into the casting right now. We already started off with with Danny Glover. I always like talking about
1: the cast. This is a stacked cast. Almost disproportionately, it's almost like a like it's obviously not of this level, but it's like. If a Hallmark movie just had a bunch of people in it and they all became famous actors and actresses, you're just like, where do all these people come from? Right. If
0: <laughs> as a kid, did your um, perception of a certain player, coach or a character change when you watch the movie now or when you've seen the movie recently? Because like I'll, I'll say one, Danny Hemmerling, the utility infielder. Sure. I was like, man, why are they picking on that guy? like i know he's kind of nerdy and dopey looking but dude i'm sure he's a cool guy and now as i watched i'm like bro get your fucking helmet what are you
1: doing he doesn't know which (laughs) way he swings a bat he's in the major leagues and he's like am i a lefty or a righty and in your mind you're like you're neither (laughs) exactly this guy gave false hope to millions of kids that That's watch true. this movie. You're like, my swing is just as good as his. And your dad's like, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to try and not swear so much on this because I was also reminded of, a, uh, hey, no swearing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That eliminates most. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is there anybody? I, mine was Hammerling. What? Anybody?
2: Else? Uh, what's his face? I don't remember the catcher's name.
1: Oh, the big guy. The
2: big guy.
1: He always reminded me of, like, Tony Eusebio. (laughs) Like, just really fat and just like, how how are you a professional athlete? Like, he's running the bases. Like, even when he, like, I know it's a home run. But, like, I want to see that hustle to first because I bet it's pretty similar. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know how much faster he's moving to first than he is on a trot around the bases. Tony Longo was his name.
0: The actor's name. Uh, my dad
2: would always compare him to, uh, to Mo Vaughn. Oh, when yeah. when Mo Bond got signed to the Angels, he had, like, the biggest contract and just got super out of shape. I think, he, <laughs> I think in his defense, he was injured a lot during yeah. his two years with us, but it was like, not a pretty sight. <laughs> like,
1: that dude is, like, pitcher fat. Like, C.C. <laughs> yeah. like, like Sabathia... Like David Wells. Cologne. Yeah, like only those guys can get away with that kind of body type. But this dude's like a cat. Like, how does he squat on those knees for 162
0: games a year? The scene that I always come back to with him is when that like salami or
1: whatever, is, or the bologna is like rolling back That's and he gets it with one. his yeah. cleat. I was always like, man, I want to be a baseball player. Look at all this food they get. Like,
0: that's, that's what I that's kind of a spoiler for one of the most like memorable scenes from the beginning of the movie was I was like, oh my God, they get this every day. Yeah. Every
1: game. Yeah. It reminded me of like the Peter the the the, the hook food scene where you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, I want all of that.
0: The casting is pretty incredible. I mean, here's some of the people that come out in this Danny Glover, Brenda Fricker, Tony Dan. I know I'm going by like IMDB. Sure. These are all
1: like names, and and he, let's let, let's remind Brenda Fricker is Maggie exactly. Well, she's also the Pigeon Lady in Home, in Alone, Home 2. Alone two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's
0: how many of you would know her. Tony Danza. He's 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 Tony from Who's the Boss, and he's the greatest field goal kicker that the Philadelphia Eagles never had. Y'all remember that Disney movie that really like made for TV Disney movie, the Trash Can Kicker
1: from Philly. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. No, it, I didn't have Disney Channel when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd. We all know that.
0: Doc Brown. Doc Brown. J.O. Sanders, who is like a, a character, of that guy. He came out in The Day After Tomorrow, Kiss the Girls, uh, JFK. Then you got JGL. Yeah. Him and his throwing locks that give Antonio's competition from Third Rock in the Sun. That's true. Oh, man. He had that middle part, too. Like, yeah. Our dude we talked about a little bit last week, Taylor Negron, David. Mm. I remember him as being Milo from the last Boy Scout. That dude was freaking crazy, and he was also like the weirdo like stepdad in Biodome. But, I mean, it's in, oh, oh let me forget, let me not forget two Oscar winners, not Oscar nominees, Oscar winners. We already talked about Danny Hemmerling a little bit. Adrian Brody mm. plays that character. And then uh, someone who's near and dear to, I guess, all of our
1: hearts since we're all Texans. Matthew McConaughey. False. What what kind of what kind of Aggie are you? We need to get Jason on this podcast. Oh Jesus. Here we he go. He won't buy he won't buy a Cadillac on print or what is it? What is he what is he pedal? Cadillac, I think. Yeah, what, <laughs> won't buy yeah, principle. Jason won't buy a Cadillac on principle. And then uh last but oh. not least, Dermot
0: Moroney plays uh Roger's dad. Yeah. Who basically starts this whole beautiful picture of our childhood in motion when he basically says, When the angels win the pennant. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. yeah this cast is stacked hyperbole
1: question is this not what the is this not
0: <laughs> is this does this movie have the most stacked cast of any movie we've done on this podcast
1: go yeah i was gonna i was gonna come up with you like like is this the best movie to integrate religion in the last quarter century <laughs> like
0: <laughs> my questions aren't that like great false
2: are they?
1: false they're not that pretentious jesus oh my god
0: maybe they are i don't know i will you let us know. We do this every once in a while at the cast. We kind of play around with it. Is there anyone here that you would either replace or a particular actor you would have liked to have played a particular part? Or is this another one of those movies that are just so locked into who the characters are that I can't see anybody else? But is
2: there? Early in the pandemic, when ESPN was looking for content, they showed this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it. And for whatever reason, in my mind, Robert Downey Jr. had always been Roger's dad. Mm. And, it, and he wasn't. But I don't know why. Like
1: Cause this this would have been around the time where you got like really scruffy RDJ like yeah. going to jail for cocaine and like You're like, is is he is he locked into the character?
0: Like, <laughs> is he is he method acting right now? Or is that <laughs> that's actually that's a great recast. RDJ. Yeah. And that's perfect. And he looks like one of like, Dermot Maroney is one of those guys that looks a little bit older than he probably is, but in a good way. Like a like a Clooney-esque way of he just looks a tad bit yeah, older. Yeah, Clooney looks s- like
1: he's 50s for like the last 30 years. Right,
0: and Dermot Maroney is yeah. one of those guys that kind of similar. Whereas RDJ, I almost would have bought like, hey, I was a young, stupid dad. Because RDJ looked really young. Even in, even in 08, in the first Iron Man, he looks relatively younger. Yeah. But, I mean, this movie came out Fourteen years prior, so yeah, I think it would have been a. That's a great cast. That's a great call right there. I think Tony Danza really sells the. Oh yeah,
1: the older washed up picture. You want to talk about like method acting, like Like, because he 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 aged. It looked like he
0: aged real quick because who's the boss came off the air probably in ninety two. So this is. They're filming this 93, 94-ish, or 93 because yeah. it comes 94, so he's coming fresh off of Who's the Boss. Towards the end, you can see, okay, he's getting a little bit older, but not like Mel Clark old washed yeah. up. They had some issues casting Christopher Lloyd, and I don't think I really? could see anybody else be him. And, and I think it was perfect because he's Doc Brown. He's <laughs> already this mythical character in our mind.
1: Like, yeah, he can time travel. Of course he could be an angel. He also was like the 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 wizardy dude in like I don't know if y'all saw this, in the, the the page master? Yes. With like master. he played that like ethereal type character and that's very fitting. Like Doc Brown was like always a mystery to you, you know what I mean? Right. Like what is yeah. his motivation? Is he yeah. is he trying Is he trying to fuck Marty? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a weird
0: relationship. <laughs> I'm going to say it's safe to say that this movie did not receive any Oscar nominations. Let's hope not. It did not. Okay. Um, It did get the Young Star Award for young Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Good. So, I mean, I'm sure he got Third Rock, and then this kind of propelled him into other things. Third Rock probably got him into 10 Things I Hate About You, but none of that happens. Young JGL doesn't become Don Juan or the guy from Inception or Fifty Fifty or any of those other movies that got him probably the biggest role of his career, I would say, is in 10 Things I Hate About You. All stemmed from this movie. Oh, yeah. I like to ask this question to you every once in a while. What 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 do you remember the first time you saw this movie?
2: This would be a fun team to root for.
1: Yeah, like you you love to root for like a ragtag group of guys, right? Like it's almost reminiscent, obviously not as talented, but of like the Red Sox team that broke the curse. Like that thirty for thirty is so fun to watch. Like you have Kevin Millar just walking around being like, "Hey, if there's a bunch of idiots that can do this." We're that bunch of idiots. And he, there's just video of him saying that, like, you know, at the time, you're just like, if you saw that, you'd be like, you're so stupid. You're down 3-1 to the Yankees. Like, you're freaking toast, dude. There's, there's like, there's no way that you can you can come back at all. Was it 3-0 or 3-1? I think it
2: was 3-0. 3-0. Was 3-0. Wow, oh, man.
1: But that was a fun team to root for, too, because of all the different personalities. And you knew how, like, Manny being Manny was a thing in its, like, heyday back then with that? I like movies, especially sports
0: movies that use real teams. Like I think that's one of the biggest knocks mm-hmm. on any given Sunday is the fact that they don't use a real team. They're the mm-hmm. Miami Sharks. So this movie and then Little Big League. I I didn't mind if the, if the Twins did well. Oh, that's great. That's that. I love them in Little Big League. Or especially the other movie that came out at the same time as this movie, Major League Two. I saw Major mm-hmm, League Indians. Two before Major League. I wanted the Indians to beat the Braves that year. Was it ninety five? The ninety five yeah. World Series. Yep. I was yep. cheering for the for the Indians. I was like, yeah, oh my no. God, they
2: yeah.
1: have a movie about them and they're going to win the World Series in the same year. And then, I mean, they didn't. Yeah. They still haven't. I mean, they were good. But the Braves were, were good. good, but I hated the Braves. They were so good. Yeah, fuck the Braves. Ugh, right up there God. with the Dodgers. Uh, Dad, what about
0: you? What's the first thing you remember about watching this movie?
1: I remember after this, like me and my sister in the house when my parents went around, I would just have a tennis ball and I would give my sister my baseball mitt, and we would just throw pitches from one side of the house to the other, just praying nothing broke. And she was willing to do that because of this movie. She's like, like, she's like, oh, I can be that guy. Like the big fat guy, like with the oh my God. <laughs> she's like six or seven. And she's like, I'm just like zinging them in there as fast as I can, trying not to break anything in the house. And trying not to kill her at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that wasn't that head. wasn't an issue. If if you go between her getting hit in the eye and me breaking something, I think we all would have known which one I would have opted for. <laughs> I remember that movie being in our car. That's the only that's the remember the one I remember about the most. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. That's have you ever seen that episode of How I Met Your Mother, where they get that one? The eight tracks stuck in there in there in his car in and the fiera i will would walk, walk 500 and it's like it's like 10 hours later it's like i hate this song and he's like don't worry it comes around and then like two hours of like
2: da, 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 da. <laughs> that's us yeah i can relate because uh my i still have my xbox 360 oh the tray won't like open what's up in before. there yeah ncaa 14 Oh, that's a good one. That's that's, that's awesome. a good one. If you're gonna get
1: one game stuck in there, that's the game. Yes, that game was so good.
2: So I refuse to throw away that three.
1: I think people are still like updating rosters for that game. Was that the
0: one that Ryan Swope was almost on the cover of? And it's Denard Robinson. I don't 14? remember. I, I know it's
2: Denard Robinson. On the okay. Cover.
1: Then yes, that's it. That's that, that's when that Yeah. That, yeah. That was Hayden's heyday, right? there. Yeah, like, no, oh. dude, that's what I mean, now might be, but yeah, before, before, before Jimbo, that was definitely like, we were like, we'll never be this good again. Thanks, Johnny.
2: Uh-huh.
0: We're going to change this up. We're not going to do, we're not going to choose each other. We'll do it. Who, who, hey Tony, who are you in this movie?
2: George Knox. It's fucking perfect. <laughs>
0: I can see you spoiler alert one of my favorite <laughs> lines from this movie is he goes there's a thing called talent <laughs> they don't have it'm like I can just see Antonio getting so pissed off at work at like employees or like co-workers and being I don't know having I like literally that told someone
2: at, recent, this week really that competence is in short supply. <laughs>
0: Him to be so angry when he does it. There's a thing called competence. You don't have it,
1: Dow, <laughs> Who are you in this movie? So I picked the the shortstop and second baseman, the two Mexican guys who just mess with Whit Bass all day. <laughs> like, there's nothing I love more than like little comments that just get under people's like skin. But maybe they understand it. Maybe they don't. And it's just like I don't know. I thought that was I thought I thought those two dudes were hilarious back in, when I was a kid, and I still think they they are.
2: Who are you, Ryan?
1: I think I'm Roger. I sounded whiny and I had that
0: face of like oh, it was me as a kid I'm pretty sure mm. I might still still have it to this day mm. but every time I re- okay truth be told we wound up watching this movie I think a few years ago or it was on and me and my sister were visiting my parents this is when me and my sister we argue, argue hardcore and she was like you look just like him a pouty face little
1: bitch <laughs> That's such a Jordanism, and I don't even know Jordan that well. So plot summary for those that haven't watched the movie or need a refresher. Roger's a boy who longs to be reunited with his estranged father, who has put him into the foster system after he feels unable to care for him after the death death of Roger's mother. With a short visit, Roger asks how they could be reunited, and his father responds, if the Angels win the pennant. Luckily, this is Roger's favorite team. Sadly, though, they're about as good as the 2013 Houston Astros. (laughs) The team consists of a ragtag group of misfits and Academy Award winners. Roger, being a very grounded child, sends a literal Hail Mary and asks God for help with this. And there's always someone watching. Through a stroke of luck, Roger winds up being photographed with the Angels manager, George Knox, after an actual miraculous win. Roger witnessed actual Angels help the team and lets George Knox know. Not believing Roger, he invites him to and his best friend JP to games anyways as a good luck charm. The team suddenly starts winning with the help of Angels, and after a while, even without their help. They reignite the long-dead career of Mel Clark, played by Tony Danza. Too bad couldn't do this for his actual acting career. (laughs) The team soon turns things around and plays for the pennant clinching game solo due to the stipulation that championships must be won on their own. The city of Anaheim, however, shows that there are angels in the outfield as long as you believe in yourself. So wholesome with a couple of jabs. This is a wholesome movie. They wrestle with tough topics like adoption, abandonment, like JP's story. Oh my god, that's so sad. The car, right? He oh my gosh, the car yeah. That's why brother. I can't. That's why I can't ride in cars now. But like, it's a very wholesome movie. But there's a lot of humor along the way.
0: <laughs> a lot. All right. So we always do this after we do a plot summary. We'll always go through. And talk about our either most important or favorite scenes from the beginning, the middle, and the end. Uh, So, Antonio, why don't you start us off? What's your favorite scene or most important scene from the beginning of the movie?
2: Uh, Well, this movie doesn't happen without uh, Roger and JP you know, riding their bikes home from Angel Stadium. Or Anaheim Stadium, as it was called at the time. And seeing that Roger's dad is there. And they're like, how's it going? And they just do a quick catch-up and trying to he, roger walks out and i think this should have now that you're older it's a telltale sign even if you haven't seen it when roger asked where's the truck oh and yeah he just has a motorcycle yeah yeah it's like you know motorcycle that's true as an adult freedom. you
1: get that you're like yeah. it's a one-seater dude and then as a kid you don't like really it doesn't process like that
2: yeah i mean ryan you already touched on it when we'll be we be be a family again from where i'm sitting when the Angels win the pet.
1: Oh, from where I'm sitting solo on this bike with no other seat for you. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so God, true. That's good. That was gonna be my scene as well. And I, you,
0: you hit it right on the head. I mean, that scene that sets the movie up, like that is the most important part. Like that's where we get him saying his prayers. And I think that's one of the things too, Maggie. I mean, I guess Maggie helps in that that as well as have we said our did we say our prayers? I remember she saying mm. that before they go to bed. Yeah yeah god it gets you all that boy wants is his dad Mm -hmm. literally just prays for it
1: yep dad what about you um so i chose the uh the the taking the picture with george knox (laughs) because for me it was like he wants this so bad the last thing he wants to do is talk to george knox about anything like he can tell he's in a bad mood but like he wants the team to be successful and he wants like this to be his way to be reunited with his father and he's just like there are angels out there, and like you just see the look on his face, and he's like, "Yeah, like go ask him," and that just shows you like almost a level of like desperation this kid had to like help this team win.
2: George Knox was fucking great in that scene. He's, oh, he's I know, talking with you know the Gene Autry character, you know, up top. That's you know, when, like Ryan said earlier, like think called talent. These guys don't have it. Yeah, have to run back down. Take these photos, <laughs> like,
1: and then he's talking. Looks- he's talking. He's talking to the to David, the assistant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. was funny the when the photographer was taking the picture. Like, it looks like a prison photo. Could you smile? <laughs> team did just win. <laughs> 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 and like his face, his face is like like. Ooh? Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like, the team did
2: just win. <laughs> George is like, it's a mistake. This team can't win. <laughs>
1: middle of the movie yeah you take this one so for me it was the danny hammerling scene because while there were angels in the first game this was really when like the movie became in my opinion like extremely lighthearted and fun i remember that scene and like it was just it was so much fun to watch as a kid because that's the kind of stuff that like little kids like think about like what if this baseball went crazy and like went all around the field you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. that's like yeah what was the song that was playing in the background? Oh, uh, Shake? Shake, yeah. yeah. It just kind of goes. Uh, shake, yeah.
0: I got the hippie, hippie shake. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Antonio? Middle of the movie.
2: I can't remember if the montage, uh, when they're on their winning streak mm. or hot stretch, mm-hmm. and you just see it progressively, you know, them get better, but also like start gaining confidence. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we're winning. You know, we can do this. We're a
1: good. Like, at one point, team, George I'm does the like wings to. To uh, Roger, and he's like, "No, yeah," and he's like, "What? Yeah, yeah."
2: yeah but to me, it's just the progression of David, and how—oh my god—outfits have to change. Yes, <laughs> because he's being <laughs> massacred. That scene <laughs> is so good. <laughs> Those
1: nachos looked so good that he sat on. I was <laughs> so sad as a kid. Today, like nachos, you get them, and it's a chip and like this little tiny cup of cheese. And I'm like, that's not what nachos were when I was a kid. And what he sat on was what I remember going to ballparks and eating.
2: Those are nachos. The nachos, the, the hot dogs, the ketchup yeah. stains. And yeah, the ketchup yeah.
1: Stains. He's like, it's nacho butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be that funny. But yeah, it is.
1: It's just, like, this is like 10-year-old humor, but it's so funny. He's like, it is nacho butt, isn't it? <laughs> Uh,
0: so from where basically Roger tells him, like Mr. Knox, Mr. Knox is like every like <laughs> yeah. he's like, We gotta come up with a sign because yeah. I'll just go like this. One of the best parts, and it's in it's in the trailer and it's a scene, it's just a line that, that Christopher Lloyd says, Just call me Al. Oh, so you yeah, can and, see me or oh, hear me but yeah. you. And it's it that
1: to me reminds me of being nine years old. Sure. And they were in the AL. That's even better. Right. Like if they would have yeah. picked like a team in the NL, that wouldn't have been as good. But the Angels, perfect. Call me- like, no <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like
2: real quick, going back to one of the beginning scenes. Uh, probably not going to touch on Hank Wilder that much. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we need I, to. And yeah. George Knox just knocks him out. Oh yeah. But before that, they're like, you can see like the the tension rising, and they just cut yeah. the camera. like, like oh, that's today. Is like no, we're still on the air, and then no, you're
1: not. He, just that, he, he was really good in that role.
0: Um, ending of the movie. Last third part of the movie. Antonio, you go for it.
2: To me, it's the Anaheim Stadium scene where George Knox goes to take Mel Clark out of the game. And Mel Clark's just defeated. He's just like, I got nothing left. Ugh. And he's just like, you know, you just got some help. And, you know, so Roger goes out, does the angel deal. Yeah. JP follows the dugout. Then the crowd's, you know, kind of like a wave. I don't know. I'm kind of just, I'm getting, I'm an Angels bumps. Fan, but I'm getting yeah. goosebumps like just seeing that.
1: It's iconic. And I think that's why it made it even more believable because there is like the wave in baseball, right? Yeah. Like a basketball game, it's not as believable. Like, you know, stadiums right. don't thing, do things in unison, but in baseball, that's a like it's common. Like baseball's different like that.
0: Did Ranch Wilder say Knox has to be going out there? Clark's thrown 156 pitches. Imagine that at today's game. But but he said 156 pitches, right? Like it it was something like insane amount, yeah. Right. The sabermetrics you are like that's a lot,
1: yeah, yeah. As like as an adult, you understand what 150. As a kid, you're like, yeah, I throw 156 pitches every day with me and my buddies in the backyard. Like, what's the big deal? Like, yeah. (laughs) So mine was the Roger and George on the porch Mm -hmm. when his when his dad finally makes it official that he's a ward of the state, and then. JP's like he looks up in the sky and he's like, look, it's God's thumbnail. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then Roger's like, there's no God up there. And then like the baseball falls. He's like, I can't believe you just said that. He looks over at JP and he's like, don't worry. Rogers had a really tough day. And that was like, I know that uh, that um, George Knox had been redeeming himself up, up until then. But like that was a really important moment, especially later on with the whole like adoption thing, like understanding emotions like that for a kid are really difficult to process. Even one as mature as Roger. And like, he just needed a little bit of grace in that moment. Like what he's dealing with is extremely difficult. Oh, go ahead. Angel. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, no. And it's just, it's uh, funny. It's the wrong word, but like looking back and what the lead up to that scene, how Roger was so upset that he had to go to this court hearing Mm -hmm. because this was, this was one of the games that would determine whether the angels were going to win the pennant or not. Yep. And he just like post, like, I'm sure he didn't say postpone it. Like, I can't go. Like, I need to be at that game. Yeah. And, and Maggie
1: just, was like, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, shows up at court. And it's just like, it doesn't even matter if I go to the game tomorrow.
1: Like, and he's like, the, the, did you see dad? The, they're one game away. And he, like, he doesn't even get to talk to his dad. His dad just like walks out. Do you remember
0: yeah. what he does when he walks out? I still remember this. He runs his hand like down his face, picks his chin up. Like, that's the last time I'm ever going to see you. Ugh. And he just what. Oh, I remember as a kid just thinking, like, how could you? Yeah. how could you do that? Some sad shit. My mm-hmm. mine is, um, mine's the press conference. Mm. That's what, I think one of the scenes that gets overlooked because I think the most iconic scene is the one you talked about, yeah, Antonio. But when Hank Murphy or someone says, "It, it is your belief, ma'am, the Angels play baseball," and Maggie goes, "Since the All Star, the All Star <laughs> break, yes," and everyone laughs and mocks yeah. her, and then you know she says her deal you know, about faith and it's a very touching thing. And then and Tony Danza kind of steals the, steals the scene. Sure. When he goes, I'd like to say something. And I don't know if there are any angels out here other than the 25 of us in uniform, but I know that there's one thing I won't do. I won't play for anyone, but George Knox because I believe in him You're mm. like, oh. and that's like the, the street fighter Two guile <laughs> who wants to go home and who wants to go.
1: <laughs> I think as a kid, what I was also kind of confused about is I'm like, What's the big deal? Right okay, that I wanted to talk about that in the in the plot deal. Okay. The the thicker
0: plots. The thicker plots. Fuck <laughs> okay, it, let's get into it now. Why was this a big deal? Is it because it's religion? Is it because it's faith-based? Is it is it because we make the, think like this kids looking for attention not all there like what would be the big thing about like the big deal about believing hey, we got angels out
1: here? Whether you believe or not, we're winning. So let let me ask you this. Okay. If the CEO of your company came out and was like, listen, every great decision I've ever made is because I went to a fortune teller and they told me what to do. What would happen to your company? (laughs) (laughs) Like, And I think as an adult, you can kind of see that. Like, it's definitely not a big deal as a kid because you're like, well, what's the big deal? But like, as an adult, like, God damn it, Dow snapped us back to fucking reality <laughs> like, here. It's like, who's thinking I was like nine years old again? Yeah. Like the competency of your leader better. And it's not that you can't believe in angels, but like, is that what you're basing? Like your I don't know. You know what I mean? You're ignoring the analytics. Yeah. Like the Oakland A's would never go. For I can see as an adult why it would be a problem. <laughs> why it would be a problem. Yeah. I guess it, this always, I guess this
0: movie kind of ties into one of the, one of the best lines I think in the movie The Santa Claus. I know it's kind of a weird thing to bring up, but oh yeah. One, the one little the, yeah the little elf, the, yeah. the little elf says seeing is believing, believing is seeing. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Cause it mm-hmm. would be ridiculous if the CEO of the company I work for was basing all of the most important decisions, my livelihood on what sure. a fortune teller says. Sure. But I still don't have to like it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> is this a religious movie? it does a great job of going right up to the line, but not
1: crossing it. Sure. Not
2: denominational.
1: Sure. I mean, like, like my family's Buddhist, but like, I never, it, it, like, I feel like with a lot of religious movies, you have to believe in the religion to believe in the movie, but because it did such a good job of emphasizing so many points of like human nature in general that I thought it was, you can categorize it as a religious movie, but I don't think it's a defining quality. I'll say it like that of the movie. Yeah, I think it just goes right up to the line. I think it's yeah. right there. The other question I had was, Is what's the better Redemption Coach movie? This or Cool Runnings? That's good. That's a good question. Because like they're both almost, I mean, definitely Cool Runnings, but in this one, like almost like a disgraced coach. Like, George Knox has lost his way they both prioritized winning over ethics, like the scene with Tony Danza and George Knox about pain pills. Oh, I forgot about that little storyline yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, he, yeah. Almost, he almost had like a, he almost had like a John Voigt like Friday night lights vibe about him when he's, when he's shooting like the painkillers in the running backs knee. And Lance is like, well, that's what happened to me. You know what I mean? Like, don't do it, Wendell. He's like, maybe I shouldn't do it. He's like, shut up, close that door. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Cool Runnings?
0: Never heard of her. Oh the Jamaican God. bobsled team. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. <laughs> it's bobsled it's time. A... <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. I will yeah. literally give you Amanda's uh... login just to watch it. Coach, kiss my egg.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is it like Snow Dogs? Uh...
1: <laughs> oh, so okay, I'll, I'll 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 give you the 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 fun table recap. He there is this famous American bobsledder who turns into a coach that had an idea of using sprinters as bobsledders because the start is really like obviously the technicality of like sledding is important but the start is so important so if you stick sprinters on there you get down your your splits are faster right he was doing analytics before analytics and so like it turns out that the coach is John Candy and he just got really fat (laughs) and he just sits on the island horse betting and losing like
0: (laughs) what he did was he got thrown out of American bobsledding because he was cheating by putting weights in the bobsleds. And he had already Astrid. won two gold medals. Right. And so this he was got his, his third Olympics. Right. So he got his medals stripped. And he was, I mean, he's basically... Disgraced. Yeah, he was a disgrace. We casted him away. And and basically, he forms this team as a way to redeem himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that, that Danny Glover... George Knox. I'm going to go with George Knox over Earl. Was mm. it Earl? Or what was John Candy's? I think so. Yeah. The coach in, in Cool Runnings. I'm going to yeah. get that. Cool Runnings. That That's coming at some point. That's a great freaking movie. Yeah. Wh-
1: which one would you have gone with? I, I would say for pure redemption, maybe John Candy. Because while um, George Knox is obviously down the path of like self-destruction, like John Candy was at the bottom of the pit. Mm, that's true. So I don't know, but that's the only reason I would go with that, just because of their starting points, but not necessarily because of who they became or whatever and all that. You guys want to get into
0: some awards, right? Quick, let's do it. The Toby Maguire, Jordana Brewster Award for the worst actor. What? In Ryan this movie. Just put oh, this in. My bad. Yeah. No, 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 no. Wrong oh one. Wrong one. <laughs> We're like, about to have. Let, yeah. uh, let me. Let uh, me fix that. I just realized. I was it was more so just to write it down. Sure,
1: sure. I was like, like what?
0: Uh, Murtaugh? You just talked about fucking Murtaugh for an I hour know, exactly. Like,
2: hey, Tony, who you got? Uh I got our boy Matthew McConaughey, because I'm not from Texas, so I don't drink the Kool-Aid.
0: I really just said that line really to see what Dow said what Dow would say, and <laughs> Dow fucking delivered on that. <laughs> I can I can see the Matthew McConaughey deal it was those chili dogs right?
1: Yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> those chili dogs must have been that third chili dog. Yeah, <laughs> who you got? So I put I I don't know I just picked Hank Murphy the owner like I didn't really have necessarily a problem with him. but like I, I I call back to like I know you hate this movie Antonio but like Moneyball like the owner seems very indifferent but his team is like actually poor this is the anaheim angels like you should really care whether your team is good or not like you're in a huge market you know what i mean
2: he did that's why he brought in george knox that's true he actually played the gene autry role like pretty well yeah i think by that point, gene autry was pretty removed but uh from like the day-to-day operations yeah i think that's when disney was starting to take over uh like majority ownership i didn't know
1: that I didn't either. When you said when you said Gene Autry, I was like, okay, maybe Gene Autry played a character in something that was like, like I didn't know that he was like. And then you said that, and I was like, oh, I guess he was the owner of the. Yeah, anime.
2: no. Uh, so fun backstory: uh, the Angels uh, were actually so they were a Pacific Coast like minor league team, mm. um, and they had actually their games were being broadcast on a station that Gene Autry like wanted his music played, and so he oh. went to the, like winter meetings like just trying to negotiate i think like radio rights and came away with a major league expansion team.
1: wow yeah and then they made it to the majors like in whoa that's so crazy
2: yeah so like they expanded in 61 uh, i think it was the angels and can't remember if that was the same year as the astros or the other nationals team mm-hmm. they gave dc i think a team that ended up becoming the rangers the oh okay uh, or that's so Queens. interesting yeah. So I can't remember who else it was, but yeah, Gene Autry didn't actually go in intending to become a major league owner. Wow.
1: That's like mind blowing stuff. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Disney owned a baseball team.
0: What are you <laughs> going to tell me next? They owned a hockey team. Oh, wait. They did. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. I think they Disney flipped both of them right after right their after championships. Their runs. Yeah. Oh, heartless. Angels were sold for 185 million
1: <laughs> mm,
0: fucking pennies. We can pull our shit together right now and buy that.
1: <laughs> it's all your safe moon.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. um, the Alonzo Harris award for the best scene. Antonio, Yuli. <laughs> I forgot got,
2: about this, but it, we, t- we talked about it a little bit, but I forgot about it. I got part. the du- where he blows up in the dugout. Just that whole scene yeah. where I don't think it's Hemmerling that's doing the song. But every time the Angels, like, lose in heartbreaking fashion, Angels Twitter, you know, all five of us will, like, tweet that scene. That that's so
1: funny. Um,
2: you know, like, well, we can't win. I can't, like, recite it right now. See,
1: that's what I want. One of those for, like, my sports team. I don't have anything like that. <laughs> That'd be so awesome.
2: Yeah. And then George Knox just, like, blows up. He's like, yeah. one more win that could have been you know, one more last second like, the And pit, then the salami know. goes. Well, my favorite part is when the bats go flying. Oh yeah. Oh. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom. I still remember. <laughs> and just the whole sequence, like, I thought the game started at one. Yeah. It does, it start, does at start at one. one. <laughs> and you're a jackass. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> and it just falls back. Because <laughs> I got to work on fundamentals in the middle yeah. of the season. Yep. Oh my God! In the middle of the season, we're going back to
1: fundamentals.
0: <laughs> Real quick on on that, Antonio. Right now, and who would you rather have as your coach of the Angels? Right now, Joe Madden or George, George Knox. Knox? You want George Knox?
2: Yes, I was really excited when Joe Madden took the helm, and now I see why Chicago and Tampa Bay were so quick to get rid of him.
1: George Knox. Who's gonna get so all the credit. George, George Knox. Knox. <laughs> uh, Dad, what about yours? Your best scene. I picked the porch scene again. I mean, I, I just that that was a really poignant scene for me. And again, I like it's a thing where I give credit to child actors when they hit above their weight class. And like, man, that you felt it, man. You felt that pain that he that Roger was feeling. I would say the
0: best acted scene was probably. When Al shows up and he, he, when Roger goes, I, I was afraid no one was going to show up since everyone knows about the Angels. Oh, he goes, yeah, Nobody's coming.
1: Heartbreaking. Damage
0: Shape games had to be won on their own. It's a rule. He goes, Then why are you here? And he goes, I came to check up on Mel. He's oh coming God. up soon. And you're like, Wait, coming. And Roger, uh, Roger
1: understood it. Like, Roger understood it. Um,
0: like, yeah. That goes back to, like you just said, a kid punching above his weight class as a sure. child actor. He's, he's hanging in there with Christopher Lloyd on that. Like you believe it? That scene made me never want to smoke cigarettes, right? Oh, don't worry, he's well taken care of. You can no. const- and you're like, <laughs> like wait a minute, that he's gonna die in yeah. six. He has six, six months. months left. Yeah, that 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 whole scene, that that's the best acted scene right there between those two. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, the A C Law the fourth award. I don't know how you guys want to do this one. But Antonio, tell him what our pick is because I, I don't think. How, how can you pick anybody but this person?
2: Milton Davis Jr. Who? Jb. Exactly. To his credit, he did pop up on a mock ESP, on a mock thirty for thirty about angels in the outfield. Are you serious? Really? as an adult? Yeah. As an adult, that He's is bored. all. He explained the rules. He explained the rules of how divine intervention works.
1: Whoa! Like
0: obviously, we haven't seen it. Is he okay? Like, does he look good? Does he yeah, look healthy? No, he, like, he looks good, healthy.
1: He didn't good. fall down
0: some shit like as a child yeah. actor. I mean, JP,
1: like he's JP. Yeah. Uh,
2: looks like he's uh, if I had to guess by his wardrobe, uh probably a real estate investor, maybe. Nice, oh, nice go we'll get him trader JP. or something like that.
0: You used to be Mel Clark.
1: Oh. <laughs> Thank uh, you. So he, he speaks. Was genuine. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Knox. <laughs> Dad, who do you have for your A.C. Lala Fourth Award? So I picked Neil McDonough, who was Whit because I feel like, okay, so we talked about all these famous actors and whatever, but like, I feel like without this movie, he's done other stuff, but I feel like this propelled him to have any kind of career. Oh, I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's where I took that award of like, somebody that punched above their weight class in a way that like, for me, at least, he was one of the most memorable memorable characters to this day. Because he would set... And then said, and said said again. Yeah. I have another quote. My my other quote that I have for him when he's like, he's like, uh, will I win? Will I win? Will I win, win, win? Oh, yeah." (laughs) and then it says, it says maybe. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Mark
0: Wahlberg Award for the best acting performance. Uh, Antonio, you take this one.
2: Uh, So mine is an honorable mention because yours is Mm -hmm. right. But I want to give love to, is it Taylor uh, Negron? Yeah. Negron or or Negron or something like that. that. Yeah. uh, Who plays David. He's just. Rest in peace. The perfect (gasps) goofball. No,
1: don't you dare.
2: No, he is. Yeah. I saw it right now too. Super sad. I don't know what he died of, but. I think I can't do
1: these podcasts anymore, dude. I swear. (laughs) Like how many of these have I, have I been on where I just find out somebody's dead that I loved. He had cancer,
2: liver cancer. Oh my Very God, that's so tragic. Yeah, but he he played the the role of the buffoon perfectly mm-hmm. in this movie. But no, Ryan, your 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 nomination is the right one.
0: And real thing on Taylor Negron, he's one of those guys in Hollywood you don't know his name, but mm-hmm. all the other actors out there, the ones that we all know, like the Bruce Willis's of the world, the uh, Danny Glover's of the world, they'll tell you he was like he's an actor's actor. He's a, he's a good dude. Like he was nice. well respected. I guess I'll touch on mine since you segued me in. Mine has to be, it has to be Danny Glover for me. Mm. There's one line and I'll kind of mix in the line that he says. And I think, I think it's on that pork scene when he says you can't go through life thinking everyone you meet will one day let you down. Yep. Cause if you do a very bad thing will happen, you'll end up like me. Mm-hmm. <sighs>
1: that's real. And he crushes it
0: the way he yeah. delivers it and says yeah. it. But I think that's only effective because of who he's telling it to. So, dad, yeah, yeah. who's yours?
1: So, mine, mine was Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I mean, like, again, I, I give props to child actors that can really deliver. Because it's just so tough. I was rooting for him throughout his entire career. I'm like, this, like, when he got Third Rock and then I'm like, oh, man, he's doing movies now? Like, that's awesome. Like, you know what I mean? He does all this stuff. But, like, that was a moment where I'm like, this, this, this kid can act. He made one of the most, um, one of the best teen movies, I think, of our
0: generation in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. I mean, Heath Ledger... Heath Ledger is is the guy, but JGL sure. su- is the best supporting guy for that particular role. Like it's perfect. Yeah. We gotta do that movie. Oh, we will. There's a bunch, yeah. man. We have,
1: yeah. we have a bunch coming down. Uh, quotes, quotes.
2: <laughs> oh oh second. <laughs>
1: and then mine, mine was the m- my quote was the one after that is like, that's about a Spanish guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm sorry i stole your second one antonio earlier i didn't, no, I, didn't I didn't read ahead
2: no, David, i pulled good, a man.
0: brandon <laughs> antonio had uh there's a little thing called talent they don't have it but then the most iconic one of this movie you have to
1: say it antonio it's sure. yours hey it could happen the shrug and head not at the same time like if if this movie was coming out like when it was coming out i feel like that could have been the tagline like a Nike tagline. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And then he sees Al at the end. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so heartwarming. I knew it could happen. We talk about child acting chops, but when he's crying, I feel like they had to have, like, killed a puppy in front of him or something. When he's like, I was trying to see the angels, and I thought I could see them, and George Knox is just, like, comforting him and stuff. Oh, right. When Ranch Wilder overhears it, that was like, you just got your ass whooped as a kid for lying to your dad. And he just whooped you real good. And it's like the snotty, like, I said it could happen. And uh, like, oh, you're just like, oh, my God, this
0: poor kid. The last one I thought was was really good was when Mel Clark says, I've got nothing left. And George Knox says, yeah, you do. You've got one strike left. Yeah. you're Like, oh, yeah, you got an angel with you right now. Just got here and he's going to help. You're like,
2: oh, shit.
1: I know it's an entire scene, but that's one of my favorite quotes. You got one strike left in you. So I have I have a, I have a couple I have Lance Bass sliding into the mound and there it is like Whit wit Bass is patented slide into the, into the mound and he throws like one pitch circles the mound and like asks for the ball back and like that was before I really went to baseball games and I remember the first time I went to a baseball I'm, I'm like they throw like 15 pitches before the start of an inning like what was Whit Bass doing like, yeah he's not warmed up at all. And then the baseball food scene. And then uh, one of my favorites is when uh, Roger's like, hey, maybe you don't swear so much. And then he goes back to the dugout and he's like, let's keep the profanity down. The whole team's like, huh? (laughs) And he's like, I mean it. No swearing. And then Ray is like, well, that eliminates all speech for most of the team. (laughs) And then uh, the Taylor DeGron one where he's like, what happened to Mary? Like uh, George Knox is meeting him for the first time. And he's like. He's like, who are you? And he's like, I was hired as your assistant. He's like, what happened to Mary or what's her name? He's like, you fired her on Monday. And he's like, well, that means I can't officially fire you until Friday. Make a note. And then he takes (laughs) out his little thing and he writes it down. (laughs) And that comes back later after the whole like food scene. And he's like, he's like, you're in charge of these two kids. And he's like, well, don't forget you're firing me on Friday. He's like, no, you've bonded with the kids. (laughs) Bonded? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, who knew? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ratings recommendations. Let's, let's do it. Antonio, you start us off.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a three. I, I can't give this a four.
0: No. How can you not give your uh, movie a four?
2: I, I can't give this a four. Because,
1: yeah, I just...
2: I, <laughs> you, just, I dude. I just you just can't, I just can't. You just can't. It's not a four. It's a three. No. It's a solid three.
1: Solid. Yeah. I had
2: a
0: question to ask you. If you had given this movie a four, I was going to ask you this. And I thought you were going to say, like, this is the most influential movies of your life. I'm here this day because... Which basically did (laughs) If I was going to say, hey, I'm a genie. I can make a deal with you right now. You have to give up your O2 World
1: Series, but you could be in this movie. No. Yeah, thank you. You take the O2 World Series? Ryan, we're not all movie nerds like you, okay? (laughs) Like, I don't care about being in it. I care about championships. Like, There's an Aggie movie, like Junction Boys, and we won a national championship. And you're like, hey, Dow, you want to be a Junction Boys or you want the Aggies to win a
2: national championship? Like, You're out of your mind. No, given that we're never going to win a championship again. (laughs) You don't know that.
0: You've got Otani. You've got Trout.
2: I've had Trout for the last decade. Never winning a championship again. I've already come to terms with that. It's fine. It's the well, best
0: maybe, way to live life. Maybe your sons will pull one out. What's your recommendation? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to uh, off.
2: Any of the Airbud movies.
0: <laughs> I liked Airbud. I liked the first one.
2: Yeah. He plays for the Angels in the third one. So. Does he really? Yeah. I
0: have, there's a he's third a, one?
2: Yeah. He's <laughs> our first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's <laughs> why so I need another championship so that we're not the butt of the joke. Is that what you got?
1: Yeah, for me it's a three-two. I can't give it a four. And I will say it's a three for like kids. Like we enjoy it as adults because of the pull it has as kids. Right. But I don't know that I'm telling like a 25 year old mm-hmm. that has never seen this movie to watch this movie. You know what I mean? It's very nostalgic, I think, for all of us, which is a which a which is a big part of the movie. It obviously has obviously still has great bones yeah. as a movie, but I don't know that it has the same pull if you didn't watch it when you were like 10. And my recommendation would be Sandlot, another great baseball movie. Agreed. I think this is
0: one of those movies that um, I don't know. We talked about the last couple movies about a movie that ages with you i don't think this movie ages with you i think this is one of those movies that you look back on and it means something different than it did when you first watched it 20 years ago sure. i think one thing that we didn't i think we were more enthralled about watching the baseball and then playing great baseball and the angels and you're like oh that's great but the message of the movie and the story of the movie i think it hits so much harder now that we're older and especially mm-hmm. that we're parents you're like oh, sure. how could how could you ever do that to your kid like to, but, it, sorry, it, but yeah but it kind of makes to sense kid? too
1: because it's like I mean, that's why foster kids exist because parents just like they're just like, I can't do it. I'm going to cheat and do what I did
0: last week. Who hasn't heard of this movie? What baseball fan or what kid that was born between 85 and 95 hasn't heard of this movie already? So for that reason, I'll give it a three because it's good. It's yeah. fun. I think I think it like you said, it has great bones. It's just got enough corniness to it like the ending. Like the waving of your arms, it's corny but it's good corny. Yeah. It's good yeah. fun. Like sure. I don't remember ever when someone would imitate this movie. They weren't imitating it to make fun of it. They were imitating sure. this movie. Like sure. it was it, it was okay across all across everybody. Everybody was okay with this movie. No one made fun of it. Sure. Uh, I'll give it a three.
2: Real quick before you move on. So you had said that this movie is different because we're adults and we're parents. Just so the ladies are clear out there. I am not a single parent. If that's a deal breaker for any of you <laughs> out there. I
1: Baby boy still needs to bloom, guys. Let's get on still this. Still needs to bloom.
2: It does <laughs> it differently as an adult, but there is there's no package <laughs> that you gotta worry about. <laughs> I almost want to end it
1: right there,
0: but no. We'll, we'll do, uh, you guys want to do a quick little FMK?
1: Sure. All right. Y'all
0: wrote it, so you do it. Go for it.
1: Okay, so my first one was Wit Bass, Danny Hammerling, and Ben Williams. Fuck one, one, marry one, kill one. The characters, right? The characters, yes.
2: Mm. So you fuck Wit Bass. Yes. He's a quirky dude. You're, sure. You're going to learn some stuff. Sure. Uh Oh my
1: God, well, you just learned so
2: many things. <laughs> God, I I guess you marry Ben Williams. He seems to have the longer career trajectory.
1: Exactly. Like he could still be in the pros and there is no way Danny (laughs) Hammerling is lasting in this league at all. Yeah, so you killed Danny Hammerling. I'm with you on that. I got that. I think we all have the three. Like that's what I I didn't think y'all were going to go with that. But that was initially when I saw it. I was like, oh, that's three. Okay, and then the the second one I have is let's do the actual actors that played those characters. So Neil McDonough, Adrian Brody, and Matthew McConaughey. Ryan, you go first. All right, you're gonna fuck Adrian Brody because that dude fucks. <laughs> that
0: have dude, you seen the pianist? Have you, yeah. Did you see when he won his Oscar? What he did? No. What he did? Halle Berry at the Oscars. He what goes do do? up and just. We wouldn't do it. We wouldn't do this today. <laughs> but he goes up there promoting and dress. just like makes out. French kisses the shit out of Halle Berry. She looks a little like, oh, okay, there. Yeah, all right, there. So you know that guy fucks. All right, you marry Matthew McConaughey over Neil McDonough only because of the fact that he. I think. I think the life and the bongos at home might be a little bit better. God. And Neil McDonough, you're gonna kill, and not because you want to. I liked Minority Report. Antonio, what you got?
2: Uh, I'm marrying Adrian Brody. It's gonna be a quick smash with McConaughey, <laughs> and you kill Neil McDonough.
1: <laughs> quick and dirty. It's like I'm Antonio a, likes it. I'm a three percenter for those Aggies out there. I kill McConaughey, <laughs> and I'll marry Adrian Brody, and I'll marry Neil McDonough. Wait, you're gonna who are you gonna marry? Neil McDonough. Who are you gonna fuck? Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Oh, wait, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Backwards. A- Mary, Adrian Brody, and then uh, fuck Neil McDonough. Damn it. You fucked up my joke. I was going to say, oh, so the nose plays. What no. <laughs> <laughs> the nose does play. <laughs>